ILCA is, today, the world's leading and most important multidisciplinary society tackling liver cancer. ILCA. I'm uh, Eric Liber. I'm full professor in uh, IHPB surgery uh, in uh, Paul Bruce Liverl uh, in Villejuif, a PHP. And uh, you are? Yeah, I'm Gonzalo Sapisochin. I'm a parabillary and transplant surgeon at the University of Toronto. Mm. And we're here enjoying ILCA. It's been an amazing ILCA. I think we're talking about how good uh, program we've had and how much interaction. So we just finished our surgical session. Yes, yes, it was very interesting and it's possible to speak about innovation in the in liver surgery, especially in the field of primary liver cancer, cancer carcinoma, and we have seen a fantastic talk uh, by Alfred Shaw from Singapore about uh, the future of liver surgery using uh, 3D. Uh, I think that's uh, probably surgery, especially of intrahepatic angiocarcinoma, will be uh, modified a lot in the, in the next future. What do you think about that? The session was, you know, very good. As you mentioned, Alfred's uh, talk, you know, he showed all these videos fascinating about how we can improve surgery with 3D models, both pre-surgery, uh, at the time of surgery. So, you know, lots of applications. I think certainly, you know, having these models in the operating room are going to improve the outcomes of our patients. I think there's no question that if we're able to do better surgery with better margins, knowing exactly, you know, our roadmap, right, to yeah, do our surgery, yeah. uh, I think that is very good. But I was very intrigued also and very interesting on education in this setting, right? I think uh, the way we can teach residents, fellows, on how to deliver surgery, to plan the surgery ahead, mm. to have maybe the day before at home, you can get this, you know, all glasses and, and think about what you're going to do and then apply it again. And then mm. in the operating room next day, I think it's the way, you know, medical education and in this case, you know, yeah. liver surgery As education you know, perhaps is going. In, in, in Paul Rus, we, we, we have a lot of uh, works about that and we, we create a sort of uh, a way to really planify accurately the surgery that we want to do, to be able, during the surgery, to be followed by a computer with a computer vision. The objective is to be able to have some uh, help from a computer with an answered reality, but also with a black box, with a bot that could help you to give you some advice according to the fact that you follow the plan you have prepared the day before. And I think this is the future of, of liver surgery is to, to use these fantastic models that allow not only to be uh, rigid, but deformable. And uh, uh, for the moment uh, in, uh, in my hospital, we test if uh, the deformation of the liver is true also inside the liver. Mm -hmm. Because the problem is not to have a deformation outside, because outside it's easy to see because you have the models, you have the reality, and you could verify that there is uh, uh, the same thing. But inside, it is very difficult. Because the objective one day is to be able to do the surgery very accurately, mm -hmm. preoperatively, and to be able to be exactly in the same direction, exactly with the same uh, organs when you do the surgery. And I think it will be very, very important for the next step is to be able to operate with a robot. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think what you're pointing out, you know, there's technologies in other fields, like, you know, I think airplanes, if you're flying, I mean, I'm not a pilot, but I think, yeah. you know, they will tell you, you don't do this, don't do that. And I think there's already some, you know, 
you know, in very small surgical procedures like cholecystectomy that AI can help you actually. Yeah. You can train to tell you, well, you shouldn't go this area, you shouldn't yeah. go that. So I think it's it's definitely fascinating. So I think that piece of the session was very interesting. Yeah. I was also, you know, very intrigued about everything we talked about pushing the envelopes on intrahepatic cholangiocarcinoma. I think there's a lot going on in, in intrahepatic cholangiocarcinoma. Mm -hmm fascinating area. I think we're moving to probably thinking about more neoadjuvant therapies to improve the outcomes of our patients. But, you know, tell us a little bit, what, what do you think? Where do, where do you think we're going on intrahepatic angiocarcinoma? Uh, I, I think that uh, we see that finally the limits of surgery is to be able to be R0. Because the problem of the, in this tumor, uh, as you know, is it is you think that you will be R0, but when you see the specimen, finally you have not one centimeter of margin as you, as you think, but 0.5 or something like that. So, uh, there is clearly uh, something to do to improve the margin. So we need to improve the planification. And finally, it's uh, the, the objective of the tools of Alfred. But probably uh, there is a place to do neoadjuvant chemo to be able to reduce the tumor, to be able to be perhaps more closer to the tumor, but with the tumors that have been downstaged by something. Me, I think that there is probably a place for Ethereum 19, but I know that perhaps you are not totally agree with that. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm not totally sold with the Y90. I think there may be a role. I think we, what we need to do, and I think Ilka is probably the best society to do that, is to have multidisciplinary discussion and, and you know, design proper, maybe not trials, but maybe perspective studies, multicentric, where we can actually study this. And in three years be here and not having this discussion if Y90 works or it doesn't <laughs> work, but actually be able to show yeah. that it works, which you may be right. So we haven't been doing it, but we're, you know, at our center, we're very excited about the possibility of, you know, treating patients with neoadjuvant therapy. I think definitely for cholangiocarcinoma, the outcomes need to be improved. Yeah. And I think it's either going to be, you know, local regional therapies, as you're saying, or new systemic targeted or even immunotherapy, I think. And I'm hoping that that's uh, where the field, and, and I think there were some questions from the audience and some discussion about about that area that I, I thought was, you know, was very important. So let's see what, you know, yeah. what we bring to the next SILCAS yeah. in that in that yeah. regards. And I think finally, there was, uh, you know, another very important talk on on how to push the envelope and the limits also of, of surgery for hepatocellular carcinoma. Are you doing a lot of your resections laparoscopically and minimally invasive uh, for HCC? 50%, uh, half part of the, of the patient have been treated by laparoscopy now in Pogos. Uh, but uh, to be honest, I'm not absolutely sure that uh, laparoscopy do better uh, than open approach on, on, on oncological aspect because there is no randomized study. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And in, in France now, there is a randomized study that compare open versus uh, laparoscopy in uh, HCC. We will see. And, uh, but clearly when we, when we prefer to do laparoscopy because it's better for cirrhotics, there is no depth. And also it is really interesting when we transplant the patient after. Because when you have a recurrence and you transplant the patient after laparoscopy, you increase, you decrease the complexity. I don't know. It is, it is your, your, your experience is also. Yeah. I mean, certainly if you, if you have to do a liver transplant after recurrence, after HCC and you did a big laparotomy, obviously, you know, the hepatectomy yeah. is going to be more challenging. There's no question. It's nice to go in when it's been, you know, three trocars or five trocars and, and everything is, is less stacked. We, we are, especially for HCC, unless it's a very major hepatectomy, we're 
probably doing most of the cases laparoscopically. I really feel, and I don't have data to prove this right now, there is data from other centers that I think patients recover better. Yeah. And if you have a cirrhotic patient, you can do a minimally invasive surgery. Actually, patients recover amazingly. It's very good. You know, in North America, as you know, we have pretty obese uh, mm -hmm. population. And I think for those patients, doing it laparoscopically uh, is good. We've, you know, recently published our own data comparing open to laparoscopic. It may not be better, but I think it's equal and what it's clear is patients have less pain, they stay less in the hospital. So I, I actually think that if you can do it laparoscopically safely, I think in cirrhotics, it's, it's a clear mm. advantage. I, we really push it in that regard. Yeah. So. yeah. You see, recently there is a team in, the, in, in the Korea or Japan, in Seoul, that have performed a liver transplantation by laparoscopy. Do you think it is reasonable? It's yeah, totally not, not, only, not only in, 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 in Seoul, it's been done in France too for neuroendocrine tumor metastasis. Yes, uh, absolutely. Do, in Beaujon, yes. In Beaujon to do the hepatectomy laparoscopically. But in, in Seoul, in they Seoul, have done yeah, laparoscopy and, and robotically. I don't know. I mean, I think this is a little bit of science fiction. I, I don't see the role right now. I, I, I really think that it's going to get stuck into case reports of we've been able to do this. But I can't see this extrapolating to the whole yes, population of liver transplant patients. We'll have to see. Definitely fascinating, very interesting, but I doubt it's going to be like, you know, worldwide. You have to be, you know, doing, and this is what happened in Korea, right? Like Dr. Su, who presented this, he's doing all day living donors and all day transplants with the yeah. robot. So you need a very high volume. I don't think it's extrapolable. Yeah, I'm totally agree <laughs> with you, but I am sure that if one guy in the world do that, other want to, to oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely sure. That's human and nature. Probably in, in five years, we see series of liver transportation by laparoscopy. Absolutely. See there is no limit. Absolutely. No limit for liver surgery. Okay. Well, I'm glad to co-chair this session. It was really, really good. And Me too, my friend. Fun to see you. This episode is sponsored by Heptoma Research, an international peer-reviewed gold open access, continuously published online academic journal, founded by OAE Publishing Inc. The journal aims to provide an academic exchange platform focusing on all topics of liver cancer and its related diseases through publications, video abstracts, webinars and interviews. ILCA is today the world's leading and most important multidisciplinary society tackling liver cancer. ILCA